Welcome to Rise from the Ashes. Our podcast looks at various issues for families. We'll be talking with attorneys about personal and legal concerns having to do with divorce, custody, and parenting time. There are also a few topics about letting go, moving on, and new beginnings. Please keep in mind this podcast is only to inform and help to understand legal and personal issues as they relate to family law. It should not be considered as a replacement for a qualified family law attorney. When in doubt, please contact a professional. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Rise from the Ashes. I'm David Braddock, and I'll be the host for the podcast. We're talking today once again with our senior attorney at Mundall Law, Susan Mundall. How are you, Susan? (laughs) Good, David. Thanks for calling me a senior attorney. Well, I just call them as it is. (laughs) Oh, ouch. (laughs) Doesn't that mean that you're the attorney with the most tenure at Mundall Law? Oh, sure, sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Hey, Susan, we're at that time of year, and the holidays are right around the corner. Why don't we talk about that? I think that's a great idea, David, because holidays can create a real problem for families who have been divorced or separated. So what we would be looking at is parenting time during those holiday periods. That's the part that you're suggesting can get confusing, I assume. Well, confusing or traumatic or stressful at the very least. Yes. Okay. How do most families approach the holidays when they're coming up? (laughs) Well, quite frankly, between you and me, I think holidays are stressful for every family, or they can be. It's just more so because when you're a married couple, you still have the issue of do you go with your parents for the holidays or your spouse's parents? Now you're divorced. Now you have a question of, are you in a new relationship? Are they in a new relationship? And you can see where there's an exponential factor of difficulty in how are you going to spend Christmas and Thanksgiving? Wow. The way you just illustrated that, you made it so clear. I could see that when you've got these new relationships that could potentially be developing and then how those families of the new relationships are going to play into the dynamics of what are we going to do for the holidays? Whose families are we going to put together or not put together? Interesting. Yeah. And it is really important. And we deal with it this time of year, every year. And so depending on when you're listening to this, there is always a holiday coming up because we all celebrate a number of holidays during the year. And right now I'm talking about Thanksgiving as a holiday for Americans. Right. So if you're not American, you don't have to deal with it. It all depends on your religion. Then there's those holidays that are based on citizenship. I'm just going to go with the ones that most of my clients deal with. What I want to talk to you about today is just about a general principle in how to deal with the holidays, no matter what holiday it is. You mentioned how stressful the holidays can be for families, and especially for families that are going through separation or divorce. What advice do you have for folks that are going through these stressful times? David, thank you for asking, because I've been wanting to say this. Number one, you need to think about your family. That family does include both spouses and the children. Even if you are now in separate households, you still should be thinking about what are the needs, and in particular, of the children. 
your kids have enough stress in their life, one of the things that they actually like about holidays is that they get presents from all sides. Don't rob them of that. There are very rare those people that can actually share the holidays together. If the point of divorce is to create two separate households, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to be coming back together for the holidays. Now one of you is going to be bringing someone in unless both of you are bringing someone new into the situation. You can see where that can add additional stress for your children. And it might also be confusing for them because they think that there might be a chance that their parents are getting back together. Think about how you can develop new holidays for your children, new traditions for your children, I should say. That's probably more important is how do you reduce the stress for your children? The number one way to do that is advanced planning. Now, if you aren't working on a stipulated judgment and decree, you're just separated, then I want you to spend the time to think about what are the holidays that are important to your family every year and how do you want to celebrate them? Are there some holidays that are more important than others? I've had some folks who are Jehovah Witness, and even though they say they're not holidays, they have special gathering days. For your family, figure out which holidays are of importance, and then understand that the courts generally say, if you get Thanksgiving this year, I get Christmas this year. So there is those divisions about if you have a good plan in place in your judgment and decree and follow that, that is helpful to your children because they know this year I'm going to dad's for Thanksgiving and next year I'm going to mom's for Thanksgiving. Now, there are people who want to share the holidays. What does that mean, share the holidays? How would that work? Not very well is my understanding. Let's take Thanksgiving. Let's say one family decides we're going to do Thanksgiving dinner at noon and the other family says, oh, that's fine. We'll do it at six o'clock. All right, now it's Thanksgiving day and the kids have to get up and get dressed and go to the other parent's home for Thanksgiving lunch, knowing they'll be back for dinner. But now let's say that stubborn turkey isn't ready until two or three or right, four. Right. And so now you call up and you say, well, geez, now we're going to be late. Okay, well, the other family oh, their turkey was very cooperative. And so now their meal's ready at five. Now the children are expected to go to both and eat at both. You and I, we've seen sitcoms about that situation. Yes, we have seen some funny situations. I thought that was interesting because even if that first turkey wasn't late, you're still talking about getting filled up not that much earlier in the day, only to go somewhere else later on and get filled up even more. That just seems uncomfortable. Well, right. That's a very real situation that when parents are sitting there and going, it's my time, doggone it, they don't think about the comfort level for their own children. That's Thanksgiving. Is the Thanksgiving holiday just on Thursday or does it include Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Because some folks will have the Thanksgiving holiday be the entire weekend. And that's something folks have to grapple with. I will just tell you the number one consideration for all holidays is think about your children's comfort level. Are they resilient? And what do they want to do? My guess is, is they probably want to spend the holiday with one parent. It can be that you have Thanksgiving this year, Thursday, and then the other parent has Friday. And then you alternate years that way. That's one solution. It still is a question of, 
discomfort, right, <laughs> with that much food. I just think that's really interesting the way that you said it. it's the advanced planning. And if you include the children in how you're going to do that advanced planning and what their needs or wants might be, it seems like it might be a little easier to think through what that advanced planning would be. Absolutely. Nothing drives the court crazier than to get a call right before Christmas. And all of a sudden, the parties have their shorts in a knot because parent A had planned to have Christmas at their house, and now parent B has gone and gotten plane tickets to take the kids to their parents who live out of state. And so, one, set a decent schedule in your judgment and decree, and then follow it. Sometimes folks, they don't want to take this into consideration and they only understand that they're creating a hassle for everyone else because they're not doing prior planning. So do think ahead. It really does save. But let's talk about the Christmas holiday then. Yeah, let's talk about Christmas. That is a typical holiday for a lot of Americans in the way that we like to think about it. And it's not to mention Hanukkah or all of the various other Kwanzaa Kwanzaa winter holidays, if you will. I suppose we can just make one be synonymous for all with respect to that idea of alternating. I like that. That seems like it might really work well. Right. Well, if you have school-age children, the school system actually sets the holiday if you want to think of it that way. That is true. You've got a period of time, generally a two-week period of time, when the children are out of school. So one of the ways folks will do this is that one parent will get the first part of the holiday, and then on the 26th, because you have New Year's, which is a holiday. True. That's a governmental holiday, really, I guess. <laughs> right. I, I know. New Year's, to me, is one of the strangest holidays. You're, we're counting a chronological number that naturally right. happens just so that our calendar is functional. But <laughs> Right. Whatever. Right. But for parents who are divorcing, quite frankly, it helps to start thinking about it if they have very young children, but certainly school-age children. You can use that. The first half of it goes to one parent and the last half goes to the other parent. Well, again, if you do advance thinking about this, I have folks who then will use their time. That's when they'll go to visit the parents if the parents are out of state, the grandparents. And so it's just something to think about, but it is really important to think about the kids. Let's say we're talking about Christmas. The question is, when do you celebrate the Christmas holiday? In my own situation, my ex-husband's family always celebrated on Christmas Eve, and my family always celebrated on Christmas Day. So it actually worked out well for us because he got every Christmas Eve, and then the question was, is when would I get the children back? I liked the 11 o'clock service, and so we would exchange the kids at 9 o'clock so that I could then take the kids to the Christmas service, the late one, and then I would celebrate Santa Claus And that didn't bother my ex-husband. Some folks it bothers. And they want to celebrate Santa with the kids on Christmas morning. And so in those cases, it might be that you have Christmas Eve in odd years until 9 o'clock Christmas Eve. And then the next year, it goes until noon on Christmas Day. So that both parents get to experience Santa Claus. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I I know. I I grew up in this culture where Santa Claus was a big deal on Christmas morning. So I I can relate to that. That that is really interesting. That that is a good way to look at it. I'm glad that worked out for you guys. Oh, yeah. And every couple needs to think about it. 
They need to think about what are their traditions and what do they want to do. For me, the day after Thanksgiving, I used to like to make lefse. And so I would invite the whole family over to make lefse. You sound like your family must be Scandinavian. Oh, yeah, sure. You betcha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And lefse is a really good thing to be able to make, especially for Thanksgiving, I would think, for Scandinavian folks. Absolutely. Well, and some have their lutefisk dinners and such. And it actually was my ex-husband who was the Norwegian. Okay. But I learned during the marriage how to make lefse, and I love lefse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lefse is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You betcha. Yeah, sure. You (laughs) betcha. Don't get me started. No. (laughs) Hey, sometimes you got to have some fun, right? That's right. That's right. And holidays can be really stressful. And the point I'm making is, is if you just think about it, think about what the holidays are important to you, that your children want to spend time with both parents. But also recognize, and I had a judge yell at one of my clients, and it was several years ago, but he said, look, buddy, if you don't get Thanksgiving this year, you're going to get it next year. My dad always used to say, you know, in a hundred years, it all evens out. (laughs) What I think is really interesting about what you're proposing, it has to do with this advanced planning. If that is done properly all the way back at when you're developing that final decree, and if both parties are really thoughtful about it, then it's going to take some of the stress out of it so that when it arrives, when the holiday arrives, it will be less stressful and hopefully a lot more fun. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right, David. And that's the point of today's podcast. That is exactly it. Do the advanced planning. Have respect for the fact that both of you have holidays and make it a fun time for your kids. You're right about that. That is so awesome. So let's all figure things out right up front and then set the plan, follow through with the plan, and let's have a much more fun holiday. I agree. No matter what it is, no matter what your tradition. And I suppose that has to do with All of the other holidays, Easter, Passover, you name it. You're right, David. It really does. If parties plan in advance, and if they go and then they respect each other's holiday plans with the kids, then it is going to make every holiday a wonderful time for your children. And maybe you could avoid too many of the wrong kind of fireworks on the 4th of July. (laughs) Well said, David. This also actually stresses the advice from an experienced family law attorney. I know I spend at least an hour in every divorce just on these holidays to talk to clients about looking at what are the important holidays, who's going to get them, and setting it up just to help them out. Really? I would not be aware of that. I know. If you don't have to be in that situation, you don't think about it. But it is really one of the most important conversations I have with clients because that is something that survives the divorce and goes on a long time. All the way until those children are adults themselves. And now they're having children. Yes. (laughs) Well, hopefully this helps a lot of folks to figure things out much, much, much better. I hope so too. I wish you all a happy holiday. Thank you so much, Susan. Have a good day. 
You are listening to Rise from the Ashes, the podcast channel that takes a careful look at all things having to do with legal procedure within the family law process. Rise from the Ashes is sponsored by Mundal Law, who specializes in assisting families and individuals through the legal process with respect, dignity, and caring. Mundal Law is dedicated to helping people to solve their legal problems. You can visit the Mundal Law website at mundallaw.com or call to schedule a consultation with one of their qualified family law attorneys. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters.